Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, where we watch Blizzard very carefully because they are sneaky. For instance... They do sneaky things. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm the host. Uh, with me this week are two just amazing co-hosts who will brighten your lives and apparently bring whales to them. I'm not sure how they do this, but it, it, imagine them as snake women with with like goatees. That that's how it works, from what I understand. Uh, first up, she writes everything, and she's the I can never remember her new title, but like editor of everything. Grand High Pooba. Is that how it works? What's your new title, Anne? Senior managing editor, but I will accept Grand High Pooba. Do I get okay, a funny hat like a fez? I have actually, like, a, if I ever get a chance to go down to BlizzCon, I was going to bring it anyway just to wear it. Do you I have, have a like fez? a Medusa. No, I have a Medusa hat. It's oh. like a big felt hat that's like Medusa. It's like, you know, snakes and everything. Might bring that down if I get to go this year. I mean, I won't be going this year, but, you know. By I, the I, way, I, like, hi, I'm Ann Stickney. But if you yes, didn't know is... that, why are you listening to this show? <laughs> you should know Cause who we are by now. Cause it's we're right cute. there they in listen. the headline. It's there in the header graphic. Anyway. <laughs> what have you been up to this week? Um, what have I been up to this week? Mostly I've been working on farming uh, artifact power because I'm trying to get my subtlety artifact maxed out so that I can get the color variant raven mount. Gotcha. Yeah, you ha your class does that, right? Yeah. Some yeah, and once yeah. I'm done with the subtlety one, then I still have to do outlaw on top of that. Oof. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, wow, another grind on top of a grind. Oh, well. I'm going to mention this for people who make the same mistake I did. I, I've been leveling another warrior because I'm crazy. Um, and because you I, have I, 8 I got... million of them. So what's another yeah, but... one? <laughs> well, I wanted to have this one up to 110 and have his artifacts done and everything. And uh, I got his artifact knowledge up to 39, but then it, it was like it stopped. Like I went up to the guy and he's like, nope, can't can't train anymore in that. Like, but I'm only at 39. Where's my fourth level? My 40th level. And he was like, just can't help you. So I, I'm like, everyone's like, maybe you got one of those scrolls in your bags. And I looked at my bags and I didn't have it. But do you remember when you first do the quest on the Broken Shore, they give you an elven tome? Yes. If you leave that tome in your bag and don't click on it, you can still get artifact knowledge up to level 39. That oh. tome is the one that gives you 40th. 
Yeah. It, gives you, it gives you a level, and then you, the rest of the level. So I basically had that thing in my bags the whole time and didn't click on it and didn't use it. So when you clicked so, it, you got it. Yeah, boom, AK-40. Okay. So if you're in that situation, check your bags and make sure you don't have any elven tomes in them. Well, here's it, what I or, learned. Here's what I learned is that... Is anyone going to introduce me? We'll get to you. We'll get to you in a minute. Golly. Gosh. He'll... Anyway, um, no, what I learned was that once you hit artifact power, once you get it all maxed out, you can buy the book and the book will boost them up to 40. So I just bought the books for my alts. I'm like, here, all of you guys, you're at 40 now. Yay. And everybody's The books boost you to 40 now? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm doing that tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty now good. Now we're going to introduce, we're going to introduce Mitch now because he's, you know, going to complain if we don't. Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Oh, please do the podcast like that. No. <laughs> the best part would be when you try to get serious, like, well, the problem with Heroes of Storm is it's balanced around it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mitch, what, what have you been, you been doing? <laughs> um, Working on my DK. Can't, I don't, I think he was capped last week at 110, but uh, I've been, I've been gearing him a little bit here and there. And now I'm going to try to get Rossi's shoulders. You want to get me filters? Your shoulders. I'm going to try to get your shoulders. I don't understand what He's that going oh, back shoulders. to Ordos. He's going back to Ordos again. Apparently, this is going to be a weekly occurrence now. Nope. <sighs> this will be the week. Nope. It's going to be a weekly occurrence because he's never going to see them. Just like he's never <laughs> going to see my hat or anything else named after anybody. All he's going to get is gold. Yeah, well, I ran it nine times this week uh, and complete with coin rolls and didn't get anything. Like, literally nothing dropped. So, yeah, where did you just, get the coin rolls? It's gold. Where do yeah. you get the coin rolls? You get them you from have to, yeah. um, the thing. Is it at you, the shrine? Lesser, the you get, no, it's at the shrine. You you have to get the quest to get 50 lesser charms of good fortune. You go out and grind up less less 50 charms of good fortune. You turn them in. You get three uh, Warforged seals. You do that over and over again. Yeah, you can get up to nine. You have to get the, the not the gold good Wait, fortune things. Seals? The little silver ones. Yeah, it's Warforged seals. Because it's the same one as Siege of Orgrimmar. Last week. Yeah, it's the same thing as Siege of Orgrimmar. Neat. Yeah. All right. Well, so you go do that, and then you can have an extra roll, and it will either avail you or it won't. I don't know where I got all of the silver ones from, but I had like an abundance of them, so I have not frogs. been wanting. They drop on the Timeless Isle like candy. Remember Maybe frog farming? Yes, I remember frog farming. That's where people got them. Yeah, oh. they drop. They doesn't. You don't even have to frog the farms or farm the frogs or whatever. You can just <laughs> you don't kill. have to frog the farms. Yeah, you can just kill whatever you want. They drop like candy. They were all over the place. I just went up and just killed my way through all the uh, flaming torrin. Flaming torrin sounds like a drink. I'm picturing like a, a chamois right now with the glyph of rain of frogs flying over the Pandaria farm and just dropping the frogs on it. Frog yeah, the farm. I'm frogging the farm. <laughs> Frosted lucky frogs. They're magically disgusting. Oh boy. Uh, anyway. We could talk about this all day, but I mean, I'd start crying. So news, instead of doing that, probably. let's talk about news. <laughs> yes. Uh, first up, actually, I wanted to mention this one because I wrote the thing about it. Uh, they're going to have Overwatch hoodies soon. Yeah. Three like, orders tomorrow or today? No, today. They were this morning. Three yeah. orders have gone on this morning, and apparently the Jinx website was super, super, super clogged from people yeah, not ordering these. I Dawn. think it was the Diva one that went up, right? It wasn't all of them. It was just Diva. No, it was all of them. I think it was oh. all of them. Don, uh, old writer for the site, was talking about how it felt like getting BlizzCon tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it was seriously, um, number one, these hoodies are gorgeous. I mean, 
they straight are. up. They look amazing. Um, number two, the website was so clogged that people were having a hard time even like getting the page to load to get something in the cart. And then once you got something in your cart, good question on whether or not you were actually going to be able to suc- successfully check out with it. So, yeah, it was kind of like BlizzCon tickets, I guess. The, the Diva one is going to be available both early and like early for release and early at Hot Topic. Yeah, the Hot Topic thing, I remember that. I remember thinking to myself, my God, it's the 1990s all over again. Diva's going to be at Hot Topic? Diva does not seem like a Hot Topic kind of character. No, they used to put in all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. I remember they had Powerpuff Girls at Hot Topic. No, I'm just thinking about, like, Diva as in Diva, the Overwatch character, and whether or not she would would like her merch. Oh, Oh, she would. You think? They have gamer stuff there. Oh, it just doesn't seem her style, but okay. the The Reinhardt hoodie is really nice. I like like I'm not normally a, I'm not normally a game hoodie person. Like I have a I have an N7 hoodie because <laughs> you know you do, but the Reinhardt hoodie is really nice. I've and got the game N7 one. and I have a Horde one from Jinx. Horde the, Jinx's Andromeda. hoodies are like really good quality too. Because the Horde one that I have, I mean I've had it for years and it's still just as cozy and wonderful as ever. Um, yeah, I clicked on the link here just to see if I could bring up all of the characters and get a good look at the hoodies. And the link is not loading, which tells me that Jinx's website is still super clogged. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm yeah. I'm waiting for Reaper. <laughs> Reaper's hoodie is going to be interesting. I'm I'm curious what it will be. I, I don't always like the Reaper stuff because it's just like the skull thing. So I don't know, but I'm if... waiting to see what it looks like. If they don't do this, I will be sad. But the Reaper hoodie should come with a little, like a little pull face pullover mask inside the hood that you can pull down over your face that has like the Reaper mask on it. <laughs> that would be so awesome if they did that. I'm ready to be edgy. <laughs> well, you know he is what he is. See, man. he to me Reaper screams hot topic, but you know, again, <laughs> yeah. that's just me. <laughs> Actually, like, that's he, what the hoodie should do. It should just he, scream hot topic. And you he'd be in there. He'd be in there, like. <laughs> everything is dark dark like my soul this place is wonderful it was suited for me it was made for me die 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 anyway um die high prices and top topic anyway okay we should probably mention um the, th- the newer ones because otherwise i'll forget them uh temple of hot mogu brawl the pvp brawl is is active this week i don't understand this brawl and you've explained it to me before and i still don't get it but i'm going to get you to explain it to me again what is going on, this... on? I-, I may try it see what it if we can actually get you know a nice view of it in action but what is it okay so what it is for it's it's the temple of katmogu which is the one that was introduced it's the one where you have to pick up the little um balls and you carry them and you have to hang on to them and it'll count up your points okay orb of power that's what they're called anyway so uh with the temple of hot mogu the way that it works is that with those orbs of power, instead of it just being on you, you can throw the orb to another player in like a game of hot potato. So if you're carrying the orb and the whole raid team comes towards you like they're going to kill you, you could throw it to your buddy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they have to turn and go to the buddy. Because as long as somebody is holding the orb, you're getting resources. And then whoever gets the most resources wins. But the other thing that they're doing beyond this whole game of hot potato that they've got going, which is just hysterical in and of itself is that they're changing the resurrection time to five seconds 
<laughs> so if you die five seconds later, you're alive again, and potentially having an orb thrown at you, we don't know. But this sounds okay, I'm like... Def- I'm definitely doing this after Ordos. Yeah, it sounds amazing. It sounds like a lot of fun. I've done Temple of Kotmogu like a handful of times, maybe, and each time I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun battleground. But with this kind of a twist in it, it's apt to be just mass chaos, and I kind of yeah. want to play it. <laughs> the The way it works, too, is you get... There's, like, three different zones that... Like, three different point value zones, like, very far outside of the place is, like, plus one point every couple seconds. Sort of, like, middle area is, like, plus three. And then if you're in the center ring, which is, like, below ground, kind of, like, imagine an empty pool, basically, um, you get, like, the most amount of points. So yeah. And it's, a, you know, obviously the smallest area, so... It's just utter chaos. It's like 1980s architecture um, sunken in living room or whatever. And when you're in the middle of the living room, you start getting a lot of points. It always just reminded me of that scene in Blade when he shows up at the vampire rave. Yes. Because every time I go in there, I get murdered yeah. immediately. So it's very much like the vampire rave in Blade. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that sounds insane. And I'll probably do it at some point just because the brawls have been the most fun I've had in PvP this expansion. They're um, great. But next up, for, in terms of news, something I another thing I don't understand because I don't know who wanted this, but um, if you always wanted to see Tychus Finley with his clothes off, and now how? you can. Everyone <laughs> has wanted that. Look, uh, just... now you can because Heroes of the Storm has its "Suns Out, Guns Out" event, which is yeah, you get to see. Tychus. I'm on board for this. I'm on yeah, board Tychus for all of these skins. The outfit, uh, Tracer with water guns, which looks pretty cool to me. Um, is there a new map or anything for this, or is it just the it's, new skin? It's a new pool brawl, and the pool brawl is 5v5, everyone is stitches, and you have diff- you're have you on different sides of a pool. Correction. Everybody bikini stitches? Everyone is yes. bikini stitches. Yes, that's right. Which, in- by the way, they added three, I think, new color variants in addition to the ones before. And oh, you're before, kidding. Really? You could, yeah, you could only get bikini stitches by ordering the, the stitches plush off the store. Uh-huh. Now he's actually in the in-game shop. Um, they're all like everything from the the summer event is limited only, limited time event, and they're some of them are fairly expensive. Like uh, Tychus in his swim trunks is like six hundred shards, but Tychus in his banana hammock is like sixteen hundred. Yeah, you want to pay more for that? I would oh, yeah. pay more for that. There's there's also <laughs> ten. Saying. I'm sorry. The word banana hammock has never <laughs> been one that's basically like, yay. <laughs> There's also 10 different variants of the surfboard mount, and they're all like 2,400 each or something. So, yeah. If you want to get it, if you're a completionist, yeah, that could be a problem. See, I, I'm attracted to certain kind of men, but I'm sorry. I've never wanted to hear the words banana hammock. They never they never fill me with joy. Well, uh, it's because it lacks jiggle physics. I, I, think that's, I think you sense that. I think that that's a sad lack of, you know, that could have been applied. I mean, they went to all that trouble with Gallowix and his chin. They could have... And his, his gut really jiggles. Yeah. Like... Are we talking about Gallowix still, or have we moved no, on? No, we're talking about Tychus. Tychus's, Tychus's gut jiggles. Gut. Yeah, but when Gallowix's model was added to WoW, they, they made a deal about, like, we gave it jiggle physics. His, so... his chin jiggles. It's really weird. It's yeah, I remember gross. that because it was when we were doing the invasions before Legion came out. Yeah. He was sitting there yelling at me on my screen and he would always pop up. Like there'd be a box with him in it yelling at me. And it's like, oh God. 
it's like it's pulsating at me. Please stop talking. I don't want to hear from you anymore, Gallywix. Okay, so anyway, this brawl, the brawl that's up, the bikini stitches brawl. You use your hook. You use stitches hook to pull enemies over to your side so your team can kill them. But the cool part yep. is you could double you could double hook. So say if you hook someone and your friend on your team hooks the same person, you just kind of tear them in half and they die. Or if you hook someone and somebody on the opposing team hooks their ally to pull them back, the dude still dies, but you don't get the kill credit. So it's basically, there's just a lot of... A lot of incentive to try and hook, yeah. There's a lot of yanking people around, and it sounds amazing. (laughs) So what if, like, three people hook him? There's like, you know, ah, we two of us got him, so we get kill credit? I don't know. We'll find out on Thursday. We'll find out. Yes. But there's gonna be yeah. a lot of people trying to kill their own friends just to stop the other team from getting kill credit on them. Yeah. Like, yes, every one of my team's dead, but I kept you from getting credit for it. But yeah, there's new skins, sprays, portraits, mounts. The um, other big thing is that and this is you know, we sorta of knew that this the summer event might be coming day, but the surprise was that there's also a competition or sweepstakes. Summer to go sweepstakes, with it. yeah. And yeah. Every game you play between now and the end of the event, which is July 24th, um, every every game you win, regardless of game mode, you're entered into a sweepstakes that has a grand prize of um, BlizzCon an, tickets for it's two. It's an all-expenses-paid all trip to BlizzCon for two. And by all-expenses-paid, I'm going to assume that they include hotel with that assessment? But I'm not sure. Probably. I mean, that's an expense. But the legendary prize, the one that's underneath that one, is still awesome because it's a full PC rig, including a mouse keyboard headset. Oh, God, I better enter this. Yeah, and then there's the <laughs> the ep- there's an epic prize of um, 10 winners get the, um, the Illidan statue, the really tall one. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff here. There's uh, 30 legendary skins. 50 winners can pick that up. There's You could get Blizzard Games digital deluxe $250 balance um, and then there's loot chests I mean you could just win some loot chests too while you're at it uh, but yeah every win counts towards that which is pretty great and yeah, yeah, yeah I would love I, it if they accidentally shipped the gigantic Illidan statue they have by mistake to one oh person my God. no That'd that thing hilarious. is tall that thing is so yeah. tall you go I outside it's 30 foot tall there's like a giant Illidan outside your house <laughs> might ward off bad guys <laughs> might invite bad guys well, that's sort of Illidan's thing now. Draven, Draven corrected me in the chat channel and said it isn't every win. It's one win per day, which, yeah, you're correct. It's yeah, your first win every that's... day. So you could get seven You could get seven entries a week, which is still, you know, I actually like the fact that they've got that kind of, like, gate on it. There's a max number of entries you can get oh, per week. So yeah. you can't stack the deck or anything. All you could do you're is not, just play yeah. the game. You're not playing it continuously for, like, three days straight. <laughs> I'm I just picturing, like, a Heroes of the Storm version of the old like vanilla honor grind yeah oh god <laughs> you can't sleep or you lose your spot <laughs> like seriously people had to like you know team up oh yeah, yeah. No, they rotated yeah but also this hours week, a day it was awful this okay. week also we should mention the diablo 3 necromancer pack is out yep rise of the necromancer you 15 dollars as of a couple hours ago it's actually live yeah yep. you can buy it with your wow gold or you can you know buy it with the old-fashioned way with Pathetic human currency. Wow, we still have that. $15. Eventually, it's all going to be Blizzard money, but um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm really annoyed that they don't call it Blizzard Bucks yet, which sounds really cheesy, but Blizzard Balance just kind of sounds worse. I, I'm, afraid, to... I'm afraid they would call it something like Battle Coins. 
Battle coins. Because Blizzard balance just feels weird to write, and it's not Battle.net balance anymore. Battle coins actually sounds pretty cool. It has, like, a cool ring to it. Blizzard bucks sounds like something that you would get, like, out of a defunct, one of those old coupon books that they send you in the mail every now and again that has like coupons for two oil change places and a pizza joint that nobody's heard of you know what i mean that's where you get yeah. your blizzard yep. bucks from <laughs> so, you know i'm just imagining you, you could use blizzard bucks at blizzard entertainment or at dairy queen for a free ice you know a nice ice cream treat Ooh, that'd be a good tie-in <laughs> why hasn't blizzard done this yet <laughs> okay, i'm a dairy so, queen yeah. downtown i could participate in this kind of thing so we have the uh, we've mentioned the necromancer. That's you know you can do that right now. You can be playing as a necromancer right now. I don't know why you're not. But uh, also this week, Tomb of Sargeras, Mythic and LFR wings have opened up. Uh, LFR wing one and Mythic difficulty on the raid. So if you're a Mythic raider, you you finally can go and and kill kill Jaden in the difficulty that you're accustomed to. Go nuts, and, have fun. Uh, you know, or you know whatever. But if you're LFR, it's Mitch just ran it. If you're watching the pre-show, you get to see that. Um, it's up to what boss, Mitch, since you just did it? Uh, so it's Goroth, which is the first boss by default. And then it forces you to go to Harjitan, which is like the one of those giant beefed up Naga enemies. Mm-hmm. And then it's Mistress. And she's the Naga boss. I'm sorry. Can you okay. repeat that? I missed that. Uh, Mistress. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I like that you sound vaguely like a Murloc trying to say it. <laughs> yes, yes. You're very it's her actual name. I don't know. Maybe you could look in the you know book. That's that... that's what I'm. I, I couldn't remember the keybind. Uh, it's Mistress Sajin. So I was close, like super close. That didn't help me at all. Quite frankly, I preferred the Murloc pronunciation. I liked the Murloc. <laughs> But yeah, so that's if, you're, if you've been waiting to do that, that's this week. You can go do it right now, or you can do it later. I mean, you're watching, you're listening to a podcast right now, so you might as well continue listening to a podcast and then and then go do it. But what notable, notable about that, real quick, is that Mistress drops her uh, worm mount, which apparently this person in this battleground is already riding. So if you're watching the stream, this is the mount she drops. It looks a lot like the Riddler's mind worm, but it's it's a col- different color variant. Yeah. Yeah. And it, apparently, mind. Mitch has been told it drops in LFR, which is why he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So he'll be there again with all his characters as soon yeah. as he yeah. as soon as he fails to get Rossi's shoulders. Anyway, you haven't yeah. failed to get them yet. I, I did. I did fail to get them. I'm okay. On, I'm well, doing. I'm doing. What did I tell you? Now. You're gonna get gold. That's all you're gonna get. I did get shoulders though, just not Rossi's shoulders. Oh, you did get shoulders. I got shoulders too. They just weren't mine. Uh, yeah, the the one week he literally dropped every piece of plate it was possible for him to drop, except my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I was sitting there looking at it, going, "You know, it's my account. You know, <laughs> somebody yeah. at Blizzard knows. There is um, no way this is coincidence." Okay, but we should. The, probably the reason now... I know about the mount is because uh, Domehammer, who's in chat right now, mentioned it, and like he actually, he, I think he got it. He says he got it in LFR, so you can get yep. it in LFR. Cool. So get there and kill her and get Have fun, them. folks. They uh, also, they sorry, real quick, they hotfixed the Warrior Fury hidden appearance, so it drops off of Trial of Valor, I think? Odin and yes. Trial of Valor. And the reason that they did that is because that piece, it just it just dropped off of the dragon, the world boss dragon up in Storm Peaks, correct? 
No. Yeah. Uh, it, it drops. No? There's there's two different dragons. He drops. One piece drops off of that dragon. One piece drops off of the dragon outside of Emerald Nightmare, the world the world boss dragon in Vashra. Okay. Uh, and one piece drops off of the boss in Halls of Valor, Skullvald. Okay, so here's the deal. That world boss is not guaranteed to be up every week. And for some reason, it's been really wonky about the rotation of world bosses because there are oh, certain yeah. world bosses that we haven't seen in like over a month. Whereas if we get Levantis again for another week in a row, I'm probably going to vomit. Although it's Withered we've, Jim this we've week, had so Withered that's good. Jim. He's, we've had him a ton of times, though. We've which had he him drops quite a really a good trinket, but... I got it that seems to rotate and between Levantis. It I have a better one. <laughs> yeah, it seems to rotate between Levantis and Withered Gem quite frequently. Yeah, it's usually one of those two, and then sometimes, sometimes it's the dragon. But the one up in Storm Peaks, I haven't seen that one in forever. Um, There's yeah. one boss that has literally only spawned once the entire. I've range. been I've been carrying the uh, I've been carrying one of the skulls with me um, for I don't even know how many months it's been. When did Legion come out? Ten thousand years. It's it's been that since was beautiful, about, Mitch, and so apt. Thank you. Okay, it's go ahead. Rossi. It's been like since the expansion started. Yeah, I've been carrying one of those skulls, and that's it. Because the other one, the dragon spawned one time, but I did not have the quest yet when he was up, and then from then on, he I haven't seen him. We just haven't seen him. He hasn't been around. So they decided to just go ahead and put it on Odin in Trial of Valor and it's still it's not I don't think it's a guaranteed drop it's just no. sometimes it'll drop from Odin in Trial of Valor the difference being that Odin is up every week and you can go kill him once a week actually so, you can kill him more than that because it's every difficulty oh is it every difficulty it's according to the the post you link okay. i'm actually looking at it right now okay which as someone in the queue pointed out this means that you'll probably have a ton of people dropping after Odin now <laughs> Most likely, but uh, it's hot fix now live. Odin and Trial of Valor, all difficulties, can now drop the items needed for the Fury Warrior hidden artifact in appearance. Um, that probably the thing is, is that it's only for the Fury Warrior hidden artifact appearance. So, I mean, it's not likely you're going to have six Fury Warriors in your Trial of Valor run. Are you kidding? But, you're going to get a full raid of Fury did, Warriors. Yeah, now. we just had like seven hunters, and that wasn't even hunters yeah. trying to get something. But hunters, are, there's a lot more hunters than warriors, guy. Yeah, just so many more that's, of them. That's true, guy. Guy, <laughs> guy, dude. Um, but yeah, so th- there's that. That's cool. That's regardless. News. At least they did that, and they are actually looking at the situation as far as the world boss spawning. Because somebody pointed out when they tweeted this, they said, or you could fix the rotation of the world boss spawn, and they said that they were giving that a look too. But this is kind of an alternative to that where you don't have to wait for a boss to randomly spawn on any given week. You can just go farm it. Putting that on him in the first place was always a bad idea. Yeah. I get why they did it, but no, that was a terrible idea. Putting an item you need for your appearance on a boss that might not show up ever is just a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm remembering like... It was annoying enough being a priest trying to get it off of Ilganoth in... A raid, but let, like well, actually you're, having a... when you're a druid and you're trying to get the hidden artifact, or it's and it's just like a random screech. Like hopefully you hear the random screeches. When oh you yeah, have, so, yeah. That one was kind of like. But the thing is, is you know, it was hidden, so it was neat. This one wasn't necessarily hidden. People knew where to get it. It's just that the thing that you needed to get it from would never show up. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I still think the worst one might be the the one the hunters get, where they have to go kill uh, Ursok, but. 
That one's bad, but the Prot Warrior one where you have to go find a cave and listen and maybe there's a whisper in the cave and maybe there's not. And if there's not a whisper in the cave, then, oh, well, come back to the cave next week. The Paladin one is horrible and amazing at the same time. What does it do? Oh, it's, it's it's the one that's based off the Rhett Pally one that's based off of like the vanilla rumors where like you have to fish up a book, talk to Ned Pagel, do all this stuff. Yeah, it's the oh. corrupted Ashbringer look. Now, see, the thing yeah. is, is I thought that one was kind of genius designed, though, because it, it went no, it, like, I, I called I back to all design. of those old rumors. Uh, I the love Rogue that design. Ones... It's just people, people hate having to farm AV and there's a mob in Eastern Plaguelands that they have to wait to spawn. Yeah, the Rogue ones, one of them is... Uh, there's this there's this perk that you can get in the rogue class hall where you can get keys to you guys remember the old treasure scenario on the um the Isle of Thunder? Yep. Okay. Yep. So you can get keys for that and you go through and you run that and in one of the chests at the end, if you get keys to unlock the chests at the end, you can maybe get one of the artifacts, the hidden appearances from one of those chests. Got that one. Another one that you can get you have to farm the rare bosses in the sewers underneath Dalaran in the PvP area. And yeah, I haven't gotten that one yet because I just don't care. <laughs> I tried that one one day and I took a couple of them down. I was like, yeah, this is taking too long. I'm impatient. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, We've been going on no, long enough here. I was going to say, now we're probably going to move on to emails. So uh, as is the case, uh, every week we do this every week and I forget almost every weekend. So I'm going to make sure I remember this time. Uh, if you have an email you'd like to send us, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, please put blizzard watch or podcast in the subject line. So we know it's for this show. And as is always the case, I mean, I really appreciate when you guys try and keep them like tweet length or a little longer because we, we have to read them. They get right on the air every week, and that means the longer they are, the harder it is for us to get through them and, and get an, the answers out for you. Uh, Anne's going to read them for you, so here's where she does that, if you don't mind, Anne. Yep. Okay, first email. Doesn't have a name attached to it. Oh, well. Says, hi, watchers. I am so excited to go to Argus in 7.3. So am I, person. So am I. Say, how do you think that we will get there? Do you think that Argus is only for 7.3, or will our story there spill over into the next expansion? I think we'll see the Army of Light in 7.3, and we won't be finished with them this expansion, much like how Gul'dan continued into Legion. Thanks for all you do. Honestly, at this point, we could just get on our flying mounts and fly. It's right there. <laughs> Let's yeah, just go sorry, to Argus. Everybody go someone, to Argus. If someone somehow hasn't seen the cinematic or heard anyone talk well, about it, Plus, spoilers. it was bugged for it was bugged for a while. So, on certain yeah. servers, you can see it just up in the sky. Yeah. 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 Um, as far as Argus and whether or not the story will be concluded or whatever, um, if I remember correctly, way way back, they were talking about how, um, they were kind of looking at expansions like chapters in an overall story instead of just standalone things like with Burning Crusade and Wrath you know where there was beginning middle end so Miss of Pandaria had kind of its own story but it also led directly into what happened to bring us to Warlords of Draenor and then Warlords of Draenor everything that happened there kind of led into Legion and presumably everything that happens in Legion is going to lead to the next thing do I think that we're going to like stay on Argus after 7.3? I don't think so. I don't I don't think that they do that. That'd be you'd have to like make the planet an entire leveling zone like yeah, 110 to 120 or however we're going to you know level up to. I think it's doable like you could do that because yeah. you just you'd have where we go on Argus right now be like the equivalent of Tanan 
and then you'd have the rest of it would open up and you'd have more zones and those zones would be the leveling zones. That's doable, but I don't think it's going to be Argus because they've dropped a lot of hints that we're going to be doing other things. Like, it's also uh, not really Blizzard's MO to do that. Like they, they have us lead into stuff, but to go to Argus and then have Argus also be the focus, like what's the re- what's the reveal cinematic going to be there? Like we're heading to the same planet to do more stuff. Like if <laughs> you know that if, place that we went, there's more of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, they, again, we, they could do it, but I, I don't think honestly the hints they've dropped like Mitch's knife and uh, various other hints they've, they've dropped. Sorry, real quick. Knifeu. It's, it's my knifeu. Yeah. It's well, uh, Oh my God. <laughs> like my skin is literally crawling. That was the most disturbing thing you could have said. Well done. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, I, I feel like they've dropped a lot of hints with Ilganoth, with the Emerald Nightmare that they've kind of set up. If they don't do something, Old God, I will be pleasantly surprised, quite frankly, because um, I want them to take some more time away. But the thing is, is there's hints for other stuff, too. Like, there's a lot. If they decide to do any one of, like, six things, they've set it up in this expansion. There's a yeah. lot in this expansion. Yeah. Like There are the many rise- choices. The rise of the Lich King has been terrifying. Like if mm-hmm. you if you're paying attention to the Death Knight stuff, the I Lich King is all great. over it. Well, I yeah, but it. terrifying. I I mean terrifying in a sense of this guy is serious. Like it, he, yeah. he he actually poses a credible threat. He's not um, being just dormant anymore. No. There are things up, going on. He's up. He's doing stuff. There's lots of stuff with the Shadow Priest stuff. Um, and for that matter, I mean, I. We could end up fighting Odin in the next expansion, and oh, I would be happy. Oh, please um, let us kill him. But, but like seriously, we could because at the end of like the of Trial of Valor, Odin's like, now I'm gonna go back and visit Olduvar and reclaim everything. And it's like, do we want him to reclaim Olduvar? Do we want a resurgent Olduvar with a bunch of Titan Forge telling us what to do? I mean, there's there's a lot in this oh, wait, expansion. He said he's gonna go back to Olduvar. Yeah. He totally yeah. does. Okay, because because there was uh there's the thing and you know it's debatable whether it's true or not, but people were talking about Ilganoth and the five keys being like all of the keepers reuniting. Yeah. Yeah. He, he straight up says, I want to go back to Olduvar. He he you know, he's he wants to go back there. That's absolutely don't, something he's don't doing. don't ruin it for me, Odin. You ruin everything you touch. But there's like I've I've said this before, like, you know, a lot of the class order hall stuff by itself could have been an expansion. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a like... lot of really interesting things going on. And then you have, like, the Chromie scenario that was just introduced. Yeah, which I clearly indicates there's something else going on here. There's something bigger going yeah. on here because those things that are attacking her are all things. It's like they're all potential things in and of themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there was something, I think it was during the Q&A where someone was like, do we know what, you know, next expansion, yada, yada. And they're like... There have definitely been hints and we've, you know, and I know there's a lot of stuff to go off of, but they're like, if you've been paying attention, like, there are probably more hints in the game right now than you realize towards the next expansion. There's a lot. There's a lot. And if that's the case, I mean, yeah, we're going to Argus, but Argus hasn't been in the game and technically isn't in the game until, you know, now. So I'm assuming they're referring to the things that, you know, came with the game in 7.0 and 7.1 and 7.2. Actually, the real reveal is the big swerve is we're going to go into Zoroth. It's going to be it's going to be ponies, World of Warcraft ponies evil for ponies. everyone. Yes, it, Ill, like, Illidan's just hopping around like I want this world here now. Look at what I can do with my keystone. <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be World of Warcraft Equestria Girls Burn. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, 
Uh, Moving on to the next email. But we didn't really answer your question that well, but yeah. We all, I think we're all in agreement that probably not. It just doesn't seem Blizzard's thing. Like, it would be cool. We're, we're not against it. We just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I think that we're going to, like, uh, will we see the Army of Light? Yes. Will we deal with them? Like, like work with them? Yes, probably. Will they come back to Azeroth with us? Well, we'd hope so. But, I mean, I also hope that Ural would come back with us, and she did not. So... Hey, it's just because Khadgar hasn't told her that we need her, like she said... <sighs> Tell He's me if you need me. He's, He's too busy right losing now. rainbow coins in swamp <laughs> muck. <laughs> I, literally, at one point, he's going to be sitting at his desk, you know, planning out the next assault. He'll just go, "Urel, oh, oh my, my gosh, oh, I can't believe I forgot about, about those guys." <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, next email says hello all. While WoW tends to take up more of my gaming time, I have to be honest and say that Diablo lore is way more fascinating to me. On a recent podcast, you talked about Diablo Druids, but with Necromancers coming out, and they did today, is there any chance you could go into a bit of detail explaining them? As a priest, quote-unquote, of Rathma, where does their power actually come from? I sort of see Diablo as black and white, demonic and angelic. Do Necromancers draw on a type of divine power? Arcane? Infernal? Are they more like a priest in WoW? Warlock? Death Knight? I made an affliction warlock in WoW, but a barbarian in Diablo 3. I think for the first time, I may made something different in Season 11. Thanks for your time. Rossi, I'm just going to let you go to town. Okay, well, first up, Rathma himself was one of the original, like, the first generation Nephilim. Uh, he's one of the big ones who essentially, he's like uh, Bolt Pathos or uh, I can't ever remember, Fiatagar, the the one who's in, who basically created the Druids. He he created the um, the Necromancers sort of by accident. He wasn't trying to be a Necromancer. He wasn't like you know, death is great. It was more that he met a, a being called Tragul, <laughs> who is essentially like a giant dragon of balance who was created when Sanctuary was created, and it's. Not of heaven or hell. It's about I don't want either of them in my reality because heaven and hell come. From, they're they're from outside sanctuary. Sanctuary is created by the world stone as kind of a place where it, where they could hide from heaven and hell. The the angels and demons that were rebelling wanted to escape. You know that they didn't want to be part of the war anymore. So when Rathma connected up with Tragul, it was essentially kind of a giant. I'm not sure exactly how to put this. It it was like I'd neither of these guys are are on our side because because neither they ha- neither the angels nor the demons have sanctuary's best interests at heart the demons want to corrupt it and use everybody there as a weapon against the angels the angels are like well we should just destroy it so they can't do that so we can continue on with our pointless fruitless war that will never end because we're too evenly matched and that's that's always been the problem with the with the eternal conflict the reason it's the eternal conflict is neither side can win it there, there, there's no, it's like two exact, what was the, there's a line from, from Futurama where it's like perfectly symmetrical violence never solved anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is what we have here. We have perfectly symmetrical violence. Each side is just as strong as the other. There's it's constant back and forth across the plains of pandemonium. Nobody wins. And that's what the world stone was such an important thing because the world stone could have tipped the balance one way or the other, but nobody was willing to use it. Like they were always, it's always the situation where it's like they'd get it, and instead of using it and trying to destroy their enemies with it, they, you know, would would try to fort up around it and keep the other side from getting it. Uh, so when, um, oh, I can't remember his name. I want to say Atharius. Ah, oh, bloody heck! The one that that hooked up with Lilith. 
I won't remember his name at the worst time, but when he used it, Inarius, it is Inarius. Um, when he used the the World Stone to create sanctuary as a place for them to hide, he inadvertently gave them a place where the angels and demons could come together and create something new. The Nephilim, who have the potential for both good and evil, which neither angels nor demons have, because at the beginning of the war of the Diablo cosmos. Um, Tathamet and Anu destroyed each other. They separated out from each other. They were once one being, and then they separated out and became two beings, one of pure evil, one of pure good, and they destroyed each other fighting. Like, that's the ultimate result of every conflict that the good and evil have in the setting, is they end up mutually annihilating each other. It's only with the Nephilim's creation you get evil and good reunited in one being, which then has the potential to choose. That's all Rathma is about. Rathma is about balance and about that choice, the potential to choose between good and evil. The reason that the necromancy comes from this is because necromancy is ultimately magic about preserving the balance of life and death. Both angels and demons pervert it. They, they, the angels pervert it by essentially kind of ending it, and the, the, the demons pervert it by twisting it. Like You see the demons doing various things. Uh, it's really useful to, to look at how um, the, the expansion, Reaper of Souls, works. If you look at how the angel of death works, Malthiel is corrupting the force that they seek to use. Like they, they use, they want to maintain balance with it. He corrupts it. He's using it, you know, as a weapon. That's not how they want it to be, to be done. And that's why necromancers existed. That's how Rathma doesn't care. Yeah. Donfield doesn't care. He doesn't, in fact, he finds humans disgusting because they're part demon. Uh, but to, 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 to Rathma and the people that came after him, that was the point being part, part angel and part demon means you can transcend both. And you have to maintain the balance of sanctuary in order to let there be a place where that can happen. So I hope that answers your question. That's essentially – there's a lot more, but I literally have to be reading you the Sin War novel at this point because it gets real detailed. Speaking um, of which, the Sin War novel, really good. You should pick it up. Yeah. Um, sorry. As far as magic, I had to write a whole big thing on this like today. Um, in game, they use bone and blood magics. Um, that's kind of like their physical magic. They have frost magic. Uh, reanimation, and there's I think there might be one more. There's like poisons, but essentially, or curses. If you're going to compare them to a WoW class, if you're comparing them to a WoW class, they're kind of similar to Death Knights. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds kind of Death Knight ish. They have they have ranged focused, they have melee focused, they have blood focused, and then they have minion focused in terms of like the actual sets in Diablo 3 and play styles you can choose from. Okay, that was really thorough. Thank you, guys. Our next email is from is from Deadmon Walken, who's a troll Death Knight. With Why a do really trolls great, always have the best names? Really great name on Illidan, who says, Hello, Blizzard Watchers. If spirit is actually the fifth element, shouldn't we have seen an elemental lord of spirit? I know that the slumbering titan Azeroth is absorbing much of the spirit on the planet, but has it really absorbed and destroyed the... Uh, the missing elemental lord, or does spirit manifest itself as the wild gods of the planet? Would love to see a lonely elemental lord of spirit who has been greatly weakened from the absorption of Azeroth, Deadmon Walken. Um, I don't know. Have you, have you ever seen Attack on Titan? Because it's kind of like that. I'm only like 10 episodes in. Don't, don't spoil things. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just like, chomp. No. Um. <laughs> just, you remember you were talking about this the other day when we were talking about Draenor and how yes. it's the animal. The, the spirit on Draenor didn't have a titan to devour it, so it ran crazy. There wasn't an elemental lord of spirit. There and was just spirit everywhere. And it kind of leached into the plant life, and that's why the yeah. plant life on Draenor was so everything it was, really. Um, 
the the reason that it kind of overgrew and created its own consciousness and all of that was just because of the spirit. And when those things were killed, that spirit was released back into the world and it kind of leached into everything else. And that's when the elementals actually showed up on Dranor. As far as Azeroth is concerned, that spirit, it's not an element necessarily. It is, but it isn't. It's the thing that kind of holds the other elements in balance and keeps them for lack of a better word, chill. You'll notice that the Isn't elements that on Azeroth... Frost, though? Huh? No. <laughs> Mitch, no. Um, you'll notice that the elements on Azeroth are all kind of volatile. When they do manifest as like physical forms, they're all kind of volatile and they, they fight with each other and they fight with everything. Whereas on Draenor, they all get along. They have a council. They talk to each other. They're pals. They hang out. They go... Watch, they have D and D nights. They go watch Barcraft on Fridays. You know, it's no. There's like, there, there's a complete difference there. So there's no elemental lord of spirit. Also, the other thing that you want to keep in mind is that the elemental lords. The reason that they're elemental lords is because they were kind of like appointed that they happen to be the most powerful. But they weren't. They didn't rise to power or anything, or they weren't like created to be specifically for that purpose. It's just they were there, they were the strongest, they were named the elemental lords. Spirit wasn't really present on the planet at that time. It had all been kind of absorbed into Azeroth, or the majority of it had. Um, so it doesn't work quite the same way. Spirit doesn't work quite the same way as the other elements. Yeah, it's, it's essentially like a meta-element. For lack of a better word, it, it's meta element. That's actually well, good, though. <laughs> yeah, the the elemental, the other four elements basically depend on it equally. It's like each element fights to a certain degree. Like you've got fire does this to earth and water and air and so forth. They all, you can see the conflict when you see them out of balance. There's a place in Draenor where the elements are out of balance, and you get like slag elementals and steam elementals, and it's all the elements conflict except that spirit. When there's enough spirit to create a balance, they don't. Like the, the the ones on Draenor are much better about it than, say, on Azeroth, where you actually had Ragnaros kill and try to consume Alakir. You know, the Elemental Lords were in constant conflict. Spirit serves as kind of a platform to prevent that and also... It keeps it, like, them upholds. in balance. It keeps yeah. them chill. They, so, yeah, you, it's not... I don't think you'll ever see an Elemental Lord. If there was a ton of free spirit on Azeroth, like if we didn't have the Titan then we'd have a situation like Draenor where it would probably go into something else and you'd end up with something else running crazy. Or the Elementals would have taken it to begin with. I don't know. But either way. So the hipster expansion with a bunch of free spirits roaming around, that's when we'll get it. Oh, no. Mitch, no. (laughs) Honey, no. As far as the Wild Gods, the Wild Gods, they aren't really elements at all. They're just primal manifestations of life and nature. They aren't. They don't really have anything to do with the elements per se. They're their own thing. They're weird. They're cool. We like them. Um, hope that answers your question, Deadman Walken. Mitch, did you have anything to add? Not that wasn't a terrible pun. <laughs> well, I didn't add a terrible pun to begin with. I added a great pun, but otherwise, <laughs> no. Okay, so uh, next email. Oh, this one's even better. Okay, so next email is from Barack Obama, a Pandaren <laughs> mistweaver monk. <laughs> <laughs> I admit that I included him because he included him last time. I love this man. <laughs> I love you, man. Okay. He says, greetings, watchers. Return vanilla player with a question about totems. I'm learning more about lore, but if I understand correctly, shamans, shaman, people of sham, they're shaman. It's just shaman. The plural people is shaman. Of sham. The singular. Sh- people of sham is sham is pretty 
that's no. Anyway, he says, they ask the elemental spirits for help and have no independent magical power beyond that transaction. So why totems? What does the totem add to the deal and where does it come from? The totem is a real thing because it can be destroyed by others. So it has to come from somewhere. Maybe there's a tiny arcane magic conjuration prompt that creates the totem, which leads to the greater elemental magic. In vanilla, Shammy's head by Ankh's Therese. Oh, I remember that. Anyway, they say, which were consumed upon casting. But we never had to buy totems. Is there a good lore reason for this? Is there a good lore reason that some shaman spells but not all use totems? Thanks. Rossi, do you want to leap well, in on this? Obviously, the reason that we don't use them that much anymore is because Blizzard took them out. That's a game thing. Uh, in terms of how they work lore-wise, essentially totems are like totems are like physical manifestations of the deals you're striking, for lack of a better word. When you drop a totem, it's like you're saying, you know, hey, spirit, do that thing we agreed on. And then See, the I elemental... always thought of it as like portable antennas. You could like focus your whatever through the totem. Yeah, I, I always felt to me more like the, the elemental is hanging out in the totem when you do that. Like you drop. Yeah. Like you it's have like a Pokeball. Ally. It's a shaman Pokeball. Yeah. Essentially. And unlike a Pokeball, the Pokemon is tethered to it. So you guys remember doing a... Uh, well, maybe you don't remember, but whatever. You did Blackwing Lair back in the day. By the way, it's really super easy to solo yes. now. Thumbs up. Um, but when you do back Blackwing Lair back in the day, if you're doing it Horde side, uh, they had a thing called the Earthbind Highway. Yeah, beep beep Earthbind yeah. Highway for Razor and, Gore. <laughs> yeah, you, people would have to kite. You had to. What happens in the Razor Gore fight is these ads spawn, and back then, you know, you were level sixty, they were level sixty two or three. You couldn't just kill them. Like they, it was too many would come out. It would it would take too much you know of your DPS to do, and you could never finish the fight. It would just it would overwhelm you. So you, what you'd have is you'd have people kite them around, uh, warriors and paladins to a certain degree. Alliance side warriors and paladins, the paladins would like had various blessings and so forth that could help. Horde side, since they didn't have paladins, they had a thing called the Earthbind Highway, and the way the Earthbind Highway worked was they would drop the Earthbind totem, and it which was would, the four corners of the square in the middle of Razor Gore's room. There was one yeah. in each corner. And you'd basically just kite these guys around the room through the totems. And as they entered the sphere of effect of the totem, they would be slowed or snared. And it it, it kept you from getting overwhelmed while you were doing it. So what happened, that, what happened with it, I need to go into more detail because I remember this vividly and I loved it so much. Um, you would have four shaman, one for each corner, running circles in the middle of the room. And what they would do is they would earth shock the legionnaires that came out because the legionnaires were the ones that didn't cast any spells or anything. They would just mm -hmm. follow whoever had threat. So by the end of the fight, what you had was this giant washing machine of frantically fleeing shaman and angry orcs chasing them in a big circle in the middle of the room. And hopefully you managed to destroy all the eggs. Because if you destroyed all the eggs, all the legionnaires would just suddenly give up and disperse. Yeah, you, were, you weren't trying to kill them. You were just trying to keep from being overwhelmed before you The casters were more of a it. focus. But it, yeah. it, it looked, when you pulled it off, it looked really, like visually, it just looked really cool. I think it was the first manifestation of the Yakety Sax theme being played successfully in a, yeah. In a Blizzard Rain. Yeah. Because that, it was I mean, that nuts. That soundtrack would just go perfectly with it. So, yeah, um, anyway, continue, you, Rossi. I'm sorry. Well, real Basically, quick, someone in chat did point out you did have totems in your bags in Vanilla. Yeah, yeah. yeah you had to do yeah. quests for them when you were yeah. a baby shaman. So yeah. there was a point where they were an actual item that you dropped. Yep. The, the, like I said, basically, when you drop them, they, the effect that they would put out covered a fixed but usually pretty big area. 
as opposed to paladin buffs, which were like on you. Like a paladin, that's why paladins had to sit there and literally buff an entire raid one at a time, uh, which was annoying. But at least the you know the upside was the buff didn't wear off if you went anywhere. It was just on you. Yeah, just the, picture like Spirit Link right now. Like you yeah. can see the big circle of effect. Yeah, sh- shaman totems. The way they worked was that they basically put put a big area of effect out from themselves, not from you, but from themselves. So dropping them in certain places, placement wise, was very important in a gameplay sense. the The lore of it was very simple. That it was essentially that thing is your. Without that thing, your deal with the with the, the elements is out. Like you don't. You have these totems. To re- not just to remind you, but to remind the spirit, we made a deal. That's all part of how it, it works. It was a, it was very much a this thing is because symbology wasn't just symbols to them. Like they took it seriously. It's concrete to them. It's like a contract. That's why goblins when they came in didn't didn't bother me as much as they did other people because goblins are all about making deals. So goblin shaman make perfect sense because they just oh hey we have to make deals with these guys. That's fine. That's what we do. But yeah, that's essentially what totems were lore wise. They were like, you know, effectively, hey, this spirit and I have a deal, and this is this the totem that symbolizes it. And now I'm going to stick it in the ground, and it's the, the spirit's going to do his stuff from the totem because that's where he's, you know, that's that's the focal point for our arrangement. That's why you have like the earthbind totem uh, grabbing people as they go by. That's why when I put sentry totem down back in the day, oh, I miss you, sentry totem. I could always Thank you. flash back and and look. You're not the only one. I, I remember using Sentry Totem. There was a really weird bug about Sentry Totem that if you if you dropped it on the edge of a place while you were fall just and then fell, it, it stopped you from falling. Right? Yeah. Every time you switched back to Sentry Totem, you you would yeah. go back up to where you were when you started falling. So you could you could essentially keep from from dying indefinitely by just switching back and forth between Sentry Totem and your continuously falling self. You would Was just always be caught. Sentry Totem back in the game. Never please will. please do it. Nope. It was too miss much. it. They gave Rogue Swirly Ball back. I know. We have Swirly Ball. They should have Sentry Totem. Just saying. They'll never do it. It's too See, good. See, I'm I'm not the only one, Blizz. Come on, here here us out saying, here. If we get Swirly Ball, I mean, come on. I'll buy whichever. Salad. I'll I'll buy whichever dev puts Swirly Ball in the game. Several drinks at BlizzCon. <laughs> no other person at BlizzCon will have that offer. Okay. We have one more email here to get to. Um, I want to go ahead and do that because we did start a little bit late today. Uh, and last email is from Alessander who says, Hello, watchers. I need to know what writhing essences are for RP purposes, and I value your opinion. My alts wield iconic weapons like the Ashbringer and Doomhammer, and to deliberately defile them with demonic something seems extremely unworthy, or in the case of the more sentient and willful artifact weapons, dangerous just for a minor personal gain. Thanks. To be um, fair, you're not using it on your artifact. Yeah, you're not yeah. using it on your artifact. You're using it on your legendaries. But it's, from what I understand, the writhing essences, it doesn't really have anything to do with demonic anything. It's basically the release of the energy that was trapped in the Nightwell. Because when we killed the Nightwell, when we, well, we didn't kill it, but when we, when we did what we did in Nighthold... And the Nightwell is now on its way out the door, right? That energy has dispersed. That when that energy dispersed, apparently that complicated the influence of Amon Thul scattered about the Broken Isles. What that means exactly, don't know. But they were yeah. essentially what Suramar was doing was tapping into the latent energies of a dead titan. Nothing demonic there. Nothing to do with the Burning Legion there. It's just a lot of energy that they didn't know 
what they were doing with. And now that that energy has been released, you've got these writhing essences all over the place, which you can like bring to him and he'll stabilize it and you get stabilized Titan essence out of the thing. That's why there's nothing demonic about what you get when you turn in those writhing essences. It's just, it's a stabilized version of that thing that you brought him. Yeah. Essentially the natural balance was upset when they created the Nightwell because they were drawing tons and tons of power through it. And now that it Nightwell doesn't exist, all that power is just back out into the world. So everything got kind of amped up. Higgledy piggledy. Yep. But um, yeah, you're not you're not using it on your artifact anyway. As far as I know, writhing essences are just for legendary stuff. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Real it's kind of funny. Oh, oh, go ahead. This is this is related to the question. I was gonna say it's kind of funny because I have like like I said, I have multiple characters I'm trying to level up. One of them didn't get his first legendary until after seven point two. So I have no use yeah. for writhing essences. They don't do anything for me on that character. Uh, my other character has like four legendaries, so she needs tons of writhing yeah, essences. Yeah, my main's got I, I like wish four. They were more easily farmable. Well, I mean, it's it's possible to to get like between like six and ten in a day if you do your yeah. daily heroic. You like an emissary. You could get between six the and daily, ten every day. The daily heroic is five all by itself, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, you get and you get twenty for actually like in the mythic weekly chest for doing a mythic the week prior. Yeah, it's just after after you've exhausted the resources. Like I don't know, I I would like to be able to get them from the end of mythic dungeons at least or something. Because I got a lot of legendaries, man. It's a hard life. Yes. How many do you have? Because I know you've got like just an ungodly number. Um, my priest is actually he's he doesn't have I don't know. Does he have eight now? Yes, yeah, see, so my rogue only has four. Yeah, I have eight, and I've I've been slacking. I don't raid, though, so that's probably why. Anyway, so, yeah, for RP purposes, what you're looking at there, you're not looking at anything that's Legion-influenced at all. It's Titan energy and Titan stuff, so have fun with that. Titan stuff is always fun to play around with in RP. Knock yourself out, kiddo. <laughs> that wraps us up for emails. That also wraps us up for the show. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Ann. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. If you have an email for the podcast, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, be sure to put, you know, Blizzard Watch or podcast in the subject line so we know it's for this show. Uh, this has been the show. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll be here next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.